fantasy managers hello and welcome back to the final preview podcast of the 20 uh, 20 and 21 season today we'll be previewing game week 38 and reviewing game week 37 and with me as always of the usual culprits we've got jack from esports live how are you doing mate very good mate a bit emotional last official game week it's been a hell of a season crazy season that we've uh, jam-packed into. But um, yeah, good to be with you both um, Yeah, on the last game week. Yeah, it is quite quite, quite emotional, quite sad. But, um, you know, what better company to review the final game than with you two? So uh, we'll move on to you now, Ollie. How, how are you doing, mate? Are you uh, a bit, bit sad as well? You know, it's been, a, it's been a long season. It's felt long and it's been weird. But um, we're, we're finally here at the end of it now. Yeah, look, I am a bit emotional, to be honest, because, you know, you look when we started the season way back when and, you know, we were in lockdown and we didn't really have much to look forward to. So, you know, we obviously had the podcast as a bit of an outlet and now it's transformed into something quite brilliant. So it's been brilliant to record this um, all season with you lot and hopefully we finish off strong. I'll get a tear in my eye. Very, very sad, mate. And um, <laughs> probably quite sadder is the haircuts that we had back then. We did look through it the other day. And oh, my days. Some of the lockdown barnets that you especially, Ollie, I'm going to call you out here. But um, yeah, oh, some of the, the haircuts. Mate, you are more than right to call me out because I have had some absolute shockers. And it's not been, it, there's not been one as well. I mean, admittedly, I have, you know, I've not been, you know, obviously, I've not had been the, the greatest points to be fair. Oh, look at that. There we go. <laughs> That one of me on the left. I've been trying to get that photo replaced for I don't know how long, but <laughs> obviously, I, I, you know, I've been through bloody surgeries during the podcast, and there's been that. But I think the worst part of the podcast, the lowest I've been, was that was that Barnet, probably around game week seven or eight. If you want to go Cracking back in Barnet, then find it game week seven or game week eight. I had some shocking haircuts, so yeah, yeah back to normality now, which is nice. Jack and the Guru managed to keep their hair sort of um, in decent function. So um, I guess it was just sort of us during that sort of period. It's the mate. wiser heads. It's the wiser heads. The more experienced the more experienced heads knowing what they're doing with life and us just being idiots, I suppose, Elliot, mate. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, mate. Sounds a little bit like it. But we'll move back into the world of football now and off haircuts. This isn't a haircut podcast overall. It's a fantasy Premier League podcast. And um, I'll just talk to you, Jack, just quickly. You know, obviously the fans were back in at Old Trafford this week. It was brilliant. The result, not so much. But just how good was it to see 10,000 or so Man United fans cheering their team on again? Oh, incredible. Absolute scenes. You know, it's better than... You know, them uh, invading the pitch this time and protesting outside. It was nice to be in the stadium and see that happening. And it was, um, yeah, just good to have fans. Football's nothing without fans, as we keep saying. Um, and the atmosphere was obviously a lot better than what it's been all season. Um, getting behind the boys and getting behind the team, but obviously not the greatest result in the world uh, that we wanted. But it was uh, Cavani with that finish, obviously, obviously lifted the lid off the place. Yeah, they were pretty, pretty happy with that one, weren't they? But um, yeah. still, another controversial Bruno Fernandes assist. We talked about a goal <laughs> the other week. They, were, they weren't too sure about the assist this week. But, um, you know, if, if it's with Bruno, I think they just want to give it to him, which is fair enough. But it did look like he got a little touch on it. So it does make sense. And Ollie, you haven't been able to experience your team with fans back in the stadium yet. But just how big was it to see, you know, crowds back again and the cheering and all that sort of stuff, especially for a team like Burnley that got battered 3-0 at home, you would have been absolutely thrilled with that. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't have many fans to begin with, do they? But, I mean, I suppose, <laughs> I, I will say, as, as much as I have a distaste for Burnley, fair play for letting their fans in for free. And I don't say many, many 
nice things about Burnley that they deserve to be commended for, but they definitely deserve to be commended for that. And it was nice to see that that they could come back into turf more and see their team get battered like usual. But I mean, I think the thing is for me, I think the FA Cup exemplified this most was the celebrations when the fans, you know, when your team scores are unreal. And we obviously know that being football fans ourselves, how good it is live when your team scores. And even watching at home, obviously, you know, with no fans there, it feels like you're celebrating by yourself and it, you know, doesn't feel right. But with fans in next season, I'm sure um, Rovers fans will pack Ewood and hopefully we get we get more fans than we did pre-COVID and it'll be uh, back to normal again. But it is brilliant to see. Yeah, mate. And I think I've just got to jam it in here and say that um, good luck to Sunderland next season who will be playing League One football once again. Saw something quite funny that um, they had their 10,000 fans in the stadium, obviously, with the uh, the COVID restrictions and everyone saying that, you know, it's not really fair that they're allowed their, their full capacity these days in the stadium, you know, 10,000 quite generous to them but um hats off to Lincoln City for uh, for beating them in the playoffs it was um very very sheer celebration exactly mate made my morning a lot lot better so um yeah thank you Lincoln and uh enjoy League One Sunderland fans I hope you are you know you're not coming back anytime soon they're all saying that Josh Madger was going to relegate the Mags on on the final day of the season and here we are on the final day of the season and we're playing full and with nothing to play for Ollie. I mean, I, I thought that Josh Madger might might actually do it, to be fair. Um, the way that you lot were going, it didn't look good, but you lot are fine. And it's quite disappointing as we look towards the final day now. Other than the top four race, there's nothing to play for. Obviously, the champions were decided months ago. The relegation places were decided months ago. So it's a bit of a you know disappointing final day with only the top four to play for, but at least that's still alive. Yeah, I don't think you'll mind that too much, Jack. You know, you sort of solidified your position in the league for the season. Are you sort of content with, you know, going into the final day with not much to play for? Yeah, listen, Ollie, rest everyone. Let's just get this Europa. <laughs> let's get this Europa trophy lifted and sorted. How far have you had fallen? <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, yeah, well, listen. Well, at least we're in Europe and the Premier League, Ollie. Come on, Blackburn used to be up there. You know, from the from the '94, you've gone, aren't you? Fair enough. <laughs> I was reminiscing over that today as well. <laughs> well before my time. Definitely All right, well, not, there we go. Definitely not wrong there, but we'll move it over to the FPL side of things now. And in game week 37, the average amount of points was 43. Some people only just managed to hit that, including myself. And the highest points in the world was 120. My three shocks of the week starts with Nicola Pepe, who got two goals, three bonus points and 15 points in total away to Crystal Palace in Roy Hodgson's last game for the Eagles. My second is Andy Robertson, who got two assists, a clean sheet and three bonus points against Ollie's favourite team, in the league. And then my third one is Nat Phillips, who got a goal, a clean sheet and one bonus point against Ollie's favourite team in the league again. So he was obviously thrilled with the uh, the Burnley result this week, Ollie. But just just how thrilled were you with the week that you sort of had this week? If we bring the share screen up now, we can uh, we'll see how you went. You got um, 51 points, which isn't a bad score by by the means of, of the week. So uh, were you happy with that? Uh, relatively. I mean, look, I was hoping to potentially move up a bit more. I mean, I was going into that week, potentially looking to try and push for a top 100k finish. I doubt I'll get that now, which is quite frustrating. But, you know, it was disappointing with Harry Kane. If I'd have gone with Bamford, maybe I would have been further up there with the captain's armband. But you always go with a man in form. And obviously, it's looking like Kane's last home game. Didn't yeah, end it on the way he would have liked. 
Looking um, for a move away, he's going to want to be scoring against Aston Villa at home, you'd like to think, wouldn't you? But, you know, he was obviously crying. We'd love to have the guru on to ask his opinion on that. But, um, yeah, he's not on today, unfortunately. Season review will get time. Don't you worry about that, mate. Um, <laughs> Might be gone Kalecci, by then. <laughs> on the bench, who I've actually transferred out, which was probably a bit of an impulse one. But it's a bit like a free hit this week in that you want to get plays for one fixture. And I think the Tottenham game isn't brilliant for that. So... Kalachi's gone, but obviously getting him on the bench was a bit disappointing. Um, it was nice to see Luke Hayling and Stuart Dallas do well against Southampton. So, um, yeah, average week, well, just slightly better than average if we're talking, you know, realistically. But, yeah, slightly disappointing nonetheless. Yeah, you're happy with Jesse Lingard. You've got big hopes for him for this week. You know, he's obviously got Southampton now as well. You know, you stuck with him through a, a couple of bad, bad weeks for him. But hopefully he gets back to those sort of double point scores that he was getting for this last week. Yeah, and I hope he stays at West Ham. I mean, obviously, we have a Man United fan on the podcast in Jack, and obviously, I think that he'll want Jesse Lingard to go back to United and do well. But it's nice to see Jesse Lingard loving his football again. Like, for being honest, like he's been revolutionised at the uh, London Stadium. So hopefully, he stays about. But just on that game, obviously, both my transfers do revolve around that game. I haven't told you about um, either of these yet, but um, I've got rid of. Um, Ian Acho, like I say, I've gone to Danny Ings. So obviously, on the flip side of West Ham, obviously they're playing Southampton. So that is that one. In fact, the other one doesn't. I was going to get rid of Kufal, but I decided not to. I got rid of who did I get rid of? I brought in oh, Jota. Obviously, I did get rid of Jota last week because I missed the deadline. Even though I'd had my captain sorted out, I forgot to get rid of Jota. Even though the podcast I said I would, um, which didn't really cost me anything because obviously I've got the two free transfers this week, and I've brought in one of your favourites, Elliot, in Joe Willock. So Willock, and we've got Ings in for Ianacho and Diogo Jota. It's funny, Joe Willock. He's one of the ones that you know, if you'd had him in for the past seven games, you'd be absolutely laughing. But um. Yeah, you just I didn't. It was a bit similar to Gundogan for me. I think I just didn't sort of back him to keep doing it consistently and consistently. It's obviously different with Newcastle not being a very good team and stuff like that, and City dominating. But um, you know, fair play to him. Fair play to you bringing him in. I got him in draft last week, and he helped me beat you. But we'll get onto a bit more of that later. We didn't need but, to go um, there. We didn't but, need to go there, did we? But Joe Willock's definitely a good shout, mate. And we saw you shake your head earlier, Jack, at the 43-point average. And we can see why now. 42 points just below the average in this game week. So sort of what, what went wrong for you then? Oh, well, looking at that, mate, what went right? I think uh, you know, the West Ham assets saved me um, in the end with Lingard and Antonio. Um, <coughs> obviously, the, the big hitters with Spurs assets delivered nothing. Um you know, with uh, Salah as well, not delivering. You know, United drawing at Fulham, drawing with Fulham. That what that you know the one-one left Watkins on the bench. I left all my Aston Villa assets on there, so missed out on a few points there as well. So just didn't swing my way this week, and it's just one of them, isn't it? It's um, you know, you win some, you lose some, and this week wasn't. Uh, I think that was probably my worst one for a good while, actually, in terms of uh, being below the average. I took a hit on there as well, so finished on what thirty-eight. Um, so yeah, not a great week to be fair. And is th- this red triangle over Seamus Coleman? That's for a, a knock with an unknown return date. So is he one that you're going to look to sort of get out this week and uh, change it up for the last week? Oh well, obviously my luck continued, didn't it? Because I, I made my moves <laughs> early this week. Um, so I made my moves early, took a target out, and I brought um, you know, bring it. I brought a, a Trent. I brought Trent in this week, um, and then Coleman took the red, and I was like, oh. Oh no, sorry. Um, actually, I made another move. 
uh, with I took um, who I take out? I took out. Uh, where is he? Where is he? Oh my goodness! Um, I can't even think who I've done now. Let me just jump on my on my page here and let me see what I've done. <laughs> I, I did make a couple of transfers and I've just got a bit frustrated and you know what it's you know sometimes you get a bit miffed off with it. So I've got just ready um, for the end of the season, Jack. Ready for the end of yeah. Listen. I, I missed out. I've missed out on the top twenty now. So the top thirty was in there. So I thought I'll spend a few more points and see where I get to. Um, so at the back, I've got. Uh, I brought Tierney in for sure because I don't think Shaw's going to play. Um, so I thought I might as well take a hit and see if Tierney. Yeah, see Tierney. Absolutely do right. I know. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> oh, I just uh, blown four points for nothing. Um, and then yeah, brought um, Trent Alexander-Arnold in, and um, up top, oh Bamford. I brought Bamford in. Sorry, up top. Um, and put, I've dropped Son for this week because he's just done my head in for the last two weeks as well, which I'm sure he's frustrated a lot of fantasy managers out there as well. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you there with the Son frustration. He um, didn't really do much for me as he helped me to just about reach the average this week with 43 points from myself. Guaita with the one. Dallas and Alioski uh, with the clean sheet was obviously really, really nice to see. Luke Shaw um, with the one point. Jesse Lingard with the seven, was del- I was delighted with that. It's nice to see him get an FPL points again with his assist. Salah, Son, Greenwood and Kane all did absolutely nothing. Bamford fired for me, which was brilliant. So my Leeds assets have really, really saved my week. And then my captain in the bottom right corner there, Joel Linton, unfortunately went off injured. Rumours had it he was going to score a hat-trick second half. So he was uh, very unlucky to get subbed <laughs> off with a little injury and uh, an injury cloud. So... Yeah, it was it was all going right for him on the day. Everything was going his way. He was going to score a hat trick in the second half, but um, no, the Premier League just weren't weren't ready for that one. So uh, yeah, we'll just move on now quickly. And we've got a question from one of the live viewers, and he says Trent and Bruno to Dallas and Mane. I have three Liverpool players? Question mark. I'm chasing twelve points, and first place has Trent, but not Salah, so he might take a minus four or just Digne to Dallas. Second question. We'll get onto that one in just a second. So, Ollie, what what's your thoughts on this here? Are you gonna do you reckon Digne uh, to Dallas or Trent and Bruno to to Dallas and Mane? Well, the top the top option being Trent and Bruno to Dallas and Mane is very very aggressive, um, which obviously you like to see when you're chasing down points. Statement of intent: Is it worth it? Um, I would probably say not, because obviously Trent has a decent fixture against Crystal Palace. Bruno on decent form. Sadio Mane, not on the best of form, not at the greatest of seasons. Um, Dinia to Dallas, I don't mind it. So if it was one of those two options, I'd probably go with the second one and go Dinia to Dallas because I don't think that first one would be worth it. Yeah, and we'll throw it to you now, Jack. What, what's your thoughts? Getting rid of Bruno for the last game? Surely that's not going to sit right with you. Oh, listen, I dumped Bruno last week. So I think... Um, <laughs> No, I brought Trent in and I've taken Bruno out. So um, I don't know what he may have think. I've got, you've got to keep Trent in there. Um, the Mane one, um, not too sure as well. But I don't know. I think, I think they could be good moves, you know. Dallas and Mane, but could he, could he get rid of someone else for Trent? I think Trent could. I think Trent just stay in there if he's got him already. Um, and Dallas is a good asset in there. Um, I, I don't know what's that. Oh, yeah, the second one you haven't done yet, have you? Sorry. No, not quite yet. We'll move on to that second one now. Kufau or Smith-Rowe for this week? So, Jack, we'll, we'll head it over to you first. You were so eager to answer it there. But two two quite different players there. Obviously, one being a defender, one being a midfielder. But I'm assuming he's talking about who he should start for this week. Kufau has got Southampton and Smith-Rowe has got Brighton. 
Um, well, I brought um, Smith Rowe in for my draft uh, this week, actually. I like Smith Rowe. They've got a good fixture against Brighton. Um, you know, they're on good form. So, uh, yeah, Smith Rowe, I like. And Ollie, what's your thoughts? Kufau has been one of your uh, your star players this season. You've stuck with him for quite a while now. So are you you eager to give the Kufau the start? Uh, no, I'm going with Smith Rowe as well. Um, Sufal has been such a loyal, loyal servant for me all season. Um, I, had, I have had Smith Rowe in as well earlier on, but I'm going to go with the Arsenal player just because of his fixture. Brighton at the Emirates, you'd expect that he'll be involved in some goals. Obviously, Southampton, I've brought in Danny Ings, so I suppose if I think that he's going to score, that means that Sufal won't get the clean sheet, so I've sort of got to go with that mindset. So I'd go Smith Rowe if I were you. Safe, but. Um, you know, obviously, it's, it's your team. You might want to go with uh, with Sufal. Another question, Holding or Sufal? Again, same logic, Arsenal. I'd go Rob Holding. Um, but obviously, if, you know, it's your team. But just my advice would be to go with the Arsenal assets. Yeah, how good yeah. was Holding, by the way? Like, when we, I think me and you got him in at the same time, Ollie. Oh, just over and Christmas it, and New Year. Yeah. Rob <laughs> Holding was unbelievable. Him and Pablo Mari, back in the day. <laughs> oh, my days. They were unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, they were uh, decent for a couple of weeks. I remember when you two got them in, actually. But um, thank you very much for the comment. And uh, if anyone else is watching live and has comments, just drop them in and we'll do our best to answer them throughout the podcast. We'll get back on to Joe Linton. He, um, unfortunately, wasn't able to fire for me this week. The guru uh, peer pressured me into doing it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just sort of didn't didn't pull off for me. So, uh, yeah, don't don't get peer pressured into doing stupid things. But, um, yeah, just a little bit of a joke, a little bit of uh, something funny to do there. and obviously the guru planted the seed so um that was never going to end too well for me and we'll move on to him now with his points for the week he got 56 points which is very good from him and you can see the main reason why there ollie in the middle of his defense nat fildini what a game he had against burnley and obviously it was against the claret so you don't mind seeing <laughs> that um you know, decent for Nat Phillips to get his first goal for Liverpool. But, I mean, I did like his post-match interview where he said that he'd rather head one off the line than head one in the back of the net, which was quite refreshing. But, you know, it's a surprising one, isn't it? Because you don't think that Nat Phillips would return at the, with a goal and obviously has done. So a very, very shrewd pick. Yeah, well, I've had Kabak in for the past couple of weeks and he hasn't really done much, so I definitely missed an opportunity there where I could have gone with Nat Phillips instead and he's sort of done well in the past couple of weeks. He had the usual culprits. He had Dallas. He went with Bruno Fernandes as captain, Jack, so um, you'll be quite happy to see that. And the guru would have been relieved to see that the assist was given to him, so I'm assuming he would be biased towards that sort of decision this week as he wasn't the other week with his goal. Yeah, listen, it's quite... Uh quite a tough one to take obviously when I took him out and he got the assist and obviously United got looking like they were going to win and then not so yeah it's a bit frustrating on that for me really but um, he's done well with Foden in there and the Phillips shout like that it's just annoying obviously being a United fan just hate Liverpool assets but he's done alright there Phillips hasn't he for the yeah. guru he definitely has helped him out a little bit there and uh, in the bottom right of the screen we can see he's got Alejandro is that man David Cole and he stuck with Fletcher <laughs> Iheanacho and he did manage to get the goal against Chelsea which was um, a bit annoying for me as well because I sort of took him out for Joel Linton which um, obviously didn't pay off but on the topic of transfers um, this week what I am going to be doing is I have gone with I have gone with I've gotten my goalkeeper I've got Schmeichel out and I've gone with 
Peacock Farrell from Burnley in because I think he's going to play because Pope is injured. And if he doesn't, Guaita will play against Liverpool. So it's just sort of a little bit of precaution because I don't back. I think Spurs are going to go all for it against Leicester. And I think it's going to be a probably a decently high scoring game. So now that I've said that, in the morning when I wake up with egg on my face because Leicester have kept a clean sheet and beaten Spurs 3-0 at home, uh, Please don't come back and reference this. But um, yeah, that's my transfer of the week. And obviously you boys have been through your transfers as well. So the only thing we have to do with the league now is go through the top 10 heading into the final day. Tom Stones sits there in first. I think we could have given him the crown a couple of weeks ago and claimed him as the champion of the mini league. Brian Curtis is in the hot seat to catch him in second. Keith Thomas in third. Paganotis in fourth. Deza in fifth. Rash Murray in sixth. Myself in seventh. Jimmy in eighth. Mine and Ollie's mate Xavier Appella in ninth. He's come from How's absolutely he nowhere. Absolutely How's he nowhere. Got up there? No idea, but he's sitting nicely in ninth, mate. And then we've got Richard rounding off the top 10 in 10th. And uh, the reason that Ollie's so annoyed about that one is because he sits all the way down in 17th right there. I mean, he's yeah, precisely. He's come yeah. from nowhere as, 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 as Xavier. Bloody hell. Maybe you can get him, get him on the pod does. next week, boys. <laughs> Might have to if he beats Ollie, just so he can uh, sit there well, and I'm torment not him. him. <laughs> if he, if he comes 30 above points you. clear of me. 31 points clear of me. I'm not going to catch him. Yeah, he's only eight points behind me, so uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm just hoping to stay within the top 10, but um, with no Joel Linton, the hope is probably quite low for me, but um, I'd love to just keep in the top 10. I'm sure the Guru would love to break into the top 10 as well. He sits in 13th currently. It's um, it's quite close, actually, to uh, you know, sort of anyone's game hanging around that. 15th to sort of 6th mark, I would say. 15th to 7th, maybe. So um, it's definitely going to be very interesting. And then, Jack, yourself, if we just keep scrolling down, down. Yeah, 36 down. there now. Yeah, drops a little bit. 36, so, yeah, target's still top 30. If we can maybe squeeze in there, you know, give or take. Some people have a bit of a nightmare, but it's a tough tough one to ask now. So we'll be about borderline. But it'd be, uh, it'd be nice nice to get up there if we can. Yeah, definitely. And th- that wraps up the, uh, the mini league and how our teams went for the week. So we will move on now to the information part of the podcast, the guru section. We uh, we pre-recorded a little bit earlier with Jack and Matt. So we're just going to have to play a video for you with all the information that you'll want heading into the last game week. The, uh, the important advice that the guru is going to give you. So uh, virtual Matt, take it away. I'm going to start now with uh, differentials for the final game week. The uh, The marathon is over and it's finally the sprint. And the first one is Pepe from Arsenal, home to Brighton, 2.1% ownership, huge differential this week uh, in midfield. He got a double against Palace. Um, and I think it's a good home fixture for them against a Brighton team who did concede a few goals in their, their last game. Um, so definitely one to watch out for in midfield. I know there's a lot of people chasing uh, mini leagues and uh, that's, that's definitely one that can, uh, that can move you up. Another one who's got a home game against Southampton for West Ham is Ben Rama. 0.3% owned in the last couple of game weeks. He's he's hit assists, he scored goals, and that's really, really low uh, ownership. So definitely one to look out for there in midfield. A third one, Ollie, you're not going to like this one too much, but it's got to be Chris Wood away to Sheffield United for Burnley. 4.6% ownership. He's obviously been on fire in the last few months. Toned it down the last couple of game weeks, but you know, away to Sheffield United, they, they're just there to be beaten, aren't they, this season? So 
definitely one to look out for. And then my fourth one that's going to come as a bit of a uh, huge differential, really, at 0.9% ownership. It's going to be Casilla from Leeds, the goalkeeper. Biesler's come out and confirmed that he is going to be the uh, the number one tonight. He did play against Southampton. They've got a home game against West Brom. You know, West Brom apparently might not have Matthias Pereira. Um, so their, their goal threat will probably be reduced. And uh, that's a pretty good option, I think, Casilla. If you've got the option of changing a goalkeeper, and 0.9% ownership is very low. And then the last one, this is one for you, Elliot, actually. It's going to be Almiron from Newcastle. I know he's probably not hit the heights the last few weeks, um, but he has got that tendency to just score um, on these random sort of game weeks. And I think this is a perfect one for him. Away to Fulham, a relegated team, 0.4%. Ownership, really, really low. And uh, midfield option as well, um, which could be good because in midfield, there's a lot of players we're not really expecting to play this week. Potentially your Bruno Fernandes is... Um, you know, your Man City midfielders. So, you know, he's definitely one to look out for if you need something different in midfield. Yeah, some cracking options, cracking options there uh, from the guru. A uh, good bit of research gone into there and been listening out for the uh, the news conferences with uh, Bielsa's change of goalkeeper there. Um, I think Pepe's a great one, mate. I've just snatched him for the uh, for the draft this week. So I was quite happy about that steal. Um, not obviously hit the heights, of what everyone expected, but um, I think he's going to be a, a good asset to have. You know, against maybe Dan Burns, going to struggle against him surely. Yeah, I think he's a good option. Um, that double against Palace is, uh, you know, put him on the everyone's uh, wish list for this week. I think so. Um, yeah, definitely good. And you know, yeah, Dan, Dan Burns, big defender, someone like Pepe, you think would be able to skin him a few times and, and put a couple of goals in potentially. Hopefully not. I, I, personally, as a, as a Spurs fan, I don't want Arsenal taking the three points, but. From an FBL perspective, yeah, 2.1% at home, um, really good option. Yeah, no cracking picks there. Um, and how about your three teams to watch this week? Definitely Leeds. They're, they're, they're first on the list this week, I think, at home to West Brom. They've been brilliant this season, uh, really good to watch, good football. Lots of amazing fantasy league assets as well this season, like your Dallas, Bamford's, Rafinha's, um, Jack Harrison as well. Big shout out to him. So they're definitely one of the teams. And the next one's going to be Liverpool. Um, they're fighting for this Champions League place. Um, you know, and I think uh, they found a bit of form as well recently. So they're definitely on there at home to Palace. So Roy Hodgson's last game. Um, but, you know, they uh, they look quite flat against Arsenal in the week. And uh, they've got injuries to, to Benteke and Eze. So, you know, I think it's Liverpool. Um, Liverpool's game for the take in there. So they're definitely going to be on there too. And then the last one, I'm going to put Burnley in there away at Sheffield United. Um, you know, Sheffield United are gone. Not much to play for. Um, haven't looked too bad the last few weeks, but I think Burnley um, away there. Chris Wood uh, will cause them a lot of problems. So, yeah, I think that's, that's probably the next one. It could have, could have been Newcastle uh, for Elliot again, but um, now I'll throw Burnley in there. Yeah, no. So the uh, the Crystal Palace uh, hype is over after the after the setbacks for them uh, them two players missing. Yeah, I think I think they're done now. Obviously, I, I did quite well out of them in, in, from a draft perspective the other week. Um, so I managed to get a bit lucky that week. But um, yeah, in the week, uh, I think Eze did his Achilles heel. Um, so he's out. No Benteke. His, his bit of hot form's done. It uh, looks like he's injured. So um, yeah, I think, I think the Palace hut could be over. Do know they've got a reasonably good record at Anfield, though, in... Uh, I did read, but yeah, I can't see them uh, getting a result. I think Liverpool will uh, will punish them and, and uh, end up in the top four. 
No, fair enough. And uh, just a quick one on Sheffield United. Obviously, they've um, they're they're at home now with the fans. Uh, last game in the Premier League. Um, you know, obviously with them being relegated, not think they can snatch one against Burnley. You've conceded seven in the last two games. Yeah, it's a fair point actually with the fans, and obviously their you know their forms picked up. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's just the case that obviously they're rock bottom in the league and. There was a few tougher fixtures, I think, to pick this this week. Um, there wasn't really too many standouts. Um, so I just thought just for the fact that Sheffield United are bottom, um, I've got to throw Burnley in there. The fans could play a bit of a difference, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the fact that yeah, that they've been pretty toothless this season and continue the trend of, of picking teams that play Sheffield United, unfortunately. Oh, very good. And, uh, and last one on that one. What about Sean Dyche to Spurs? <laughs> you know what? If... Uh, I did read another funny thing. If his name was uh, Sean Dijini, um, <laughs> you know, then then he, he would probably be considered, which is true. I, I do think if he was a uh, you know Spanish, Foreign. Italian, yeah. foreigner, um, you know, has that kind of cool name, and um, everyone kind of wants to to look at him. But because it's um, you know Sean Deitch, um, you know, they don't look at him. But um, yeah, interesting one with obviously the managerial situation. Um, so that's, that's a different topic, but yeah, Sean Dyche to Spurs probably not going to happen. But yeah, I do rate him as a manager personally. No, oh, great stuff. And uh, what about your captain picks? This is what everyone's in for. What are your captain picks the, for this week, Guru? Captain picks are definitely going to be the two that are fighting out for the Golden Boot this season. Uh, Mo Salah, Harry Kane. So he could potentially be his last game for the club. Um, you know, you think he'd want to go out on a high. He's got a brilliant, brilliant record against Leicester. Um, he scored a few hat-tricks against him before. It's usually the team he always scores against. So um, definitely putting him on there, going for that golden boot with Salah. Um, so those two have been points galore all season as well. So they're on the list. Uh, another Liverpool player is going to be Roberto Firmino. Um, he's been a bit bit off this season at times, uh, a lot of blanks. But you know these last few weeks, he's really hit those points. Um, home to Palace as well. I know he's actually... He's one of the sides he's got a decent record against. He did score in the reverse fixture and, and did hit a double-digit score, I believe. So um, he's in there from Liverpool. Another one who's been brilliant for a lot of fantasy teams this season, uh, Patrick Bamford, definitely on there. Uh, Leeds with a nice home game. Uh, so definitely a captain shout. And then the last one to wrap up the uh, the captains is uh, is Chris Wood, um, who I mentioned is a differential away at Sheffield United. I think he's gone under the radar a bit this weekend because um, everyone's going to be turning to you know, Bamford or Antonio. Um, so I think Chris Wood's a, a good one to get onto as well. And your curveball captain for the final game week from the Guru, the last one of the season. It's a very, very tough one this week because like we were sort of talking about the fixtures. Uh, there's only a couple of sort of standouts and everything else is quite close. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot, lot of changes to start in eleven. So, but I'm going to do this one. As in, I'm going to go for a Newcastle player. Um, it's going to be Joe Willock. Scored against Sheffield United in the week against relegated Fulham this weekend. You know, Newcastle have been on some pretty good form, and yeah, I think it's a curveball, something a bit different. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely one. I think is uh, is Willock. Yeah, he's been in some form, that kid. Um, he's been banging in the goals. It's six from six. Uh, deserves that captain armband. And obviously, Newcastle with a good fixture in there. Um, and just from your own personal one this week, uh, the Guru, who are you captaining in your classic? I think it's going to have to be Salah. Um, 
I've, I've tran- I'm transferring in Bamford. Um, and I looked at him as, as a captain and I just thought, you know, I think he'll score, but will he play 90 minutes? Le- Leeds have been uh, making quite a lot of early subs. Obviously, Harry Kane could be the last time I get to captain him in a, in a Spurs shirt. He's been brilliant for me down the years as well. So there's obviously that that side of it. And then Sergio Aguero comes to mind as well. Um, he's been brilliant for me in, in the last you know, what's it, eight, nine years in the Premier League as a captain. He was my first ever triple captain. I'll never forget when he got uh, five goals against uh, Newcastle. I think it was four or five goals. And he was my first ever triple captain. So he come to mind. But um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be Salah. Um, Liverpool got a lot to play for. Um you know, he still had high points this season. Been a bit patchy the last couple of months, but you know, when Liverpool score, it's normally him. So it's probably going to have to be Salah. No, listen, great choice. I don't think you can go wrong with Salah. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, fancy managers out there weighing up between the Salah, Kane, and Bamford. Um, I think they're, they're they're the kind of top choices. But the curveball in there with Willock will be a good one, and even the likes of Firmino, as you mentioned, and Chris Wood. Uh, and what we're going to do now, we're going to go into the uh, Guru section. Uh, the Guru Scout 11 section. Um, obviously, this is your last one as well, Guru. So we're, we're very keen to see what we've got in store for this time. Um, so I'll just jump that. Here we go. Yeah, last one of the season. Um, what's been a very, very uh, up and down FPL season. Very, very strange. A lot of cancellations with COVID. It's something, you know, we've never seen a season like this before. So, um, but here we go with the last one. The starting goal. And I've gone for a Newcastle player, Dubravka. You know, he's got a uh, orange flag on his name at the moment, but good old Steve Bruce did say that he should be fit to play. So um, I think for goalkeepers, he's a good one to look out for. Would have, would have looked at the Leeds goalie um, as well, Casilla, but I was already uh, used my three players. So going to go Newcastle there. He gets a lot of saves as well, Dubravka. Always pretty good for bonus. Uh, back three I've gone for. Double up on Liverpool. Phillips uh, got a goal against Burnley last time out. Alexander-Arnold. Been on an absolute fire the last few weeks. Um, was very unlucky not to get in the captains this week as well, uh, Trent. Um, Dallas as well, another one who was unlucky to, to miss out on the captain picks. I think he's just been unbelievable in, in fancy league this year, Dallas. Um, going into midfield, Rafinha, brilliant player. Really obvious pick, I think, this week. Pepe, we spoke about him. Um, looked good in the, in the last game for Arsenal and obviously finishing at home to Brighton. Sterling's in there, so I've got I've I've talked him a lot. I talked to sorry talked him up a lot at the start of the season for those first few months, and probably hasn't hit the heights of previous FPL years. But you know he's still in that sort of top ten midfielders for for points. Um, and you think he'd start this week? I don't think he's going to get the the nod to start in the Champions League final. He's he's lost his his um you know, his place in in Pep's first eleven. So I think he'll be in there against Everton, and um, I think you've got to get a City player in 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 the team this week. Um, and then Salah with the captain's armband, again, speaks for itself. Um, you know, patchy the last few months, but again, he's been right up there in terms of his goals and his output this season. And then front three, Chris Wood spoke about him away to Sheffield United. Patrick Bamford, uh, home to West Brom, obvious choice. And then rounding up with Harry Kane. But I hope it's not, but it could be his last game for the club and it's against the team, like I mentioned before. He usually always scores against him. So he's going for that golden boot. You know, he's on penalties. He'll be on free kicks. He'll probably be on corners again. He'll be on everything, I think, tonight for the club. And um, yeah, he's in there with the vice captain. I think Salah just edges it because it's the, the home game and, and the slightly easier game on paper. Um, 
but that does round up the uh, the last Scout eleven for what's been yeah a topsy turvy, strange, crazy FPL season. Yeah, it's been certainly just that. And listen, a very strong Scout eleven there. Like the back three was pretty similar to what I picked for my classic. Uh, I was weighing up between Phillips and I thought. For myself, I was thinking Tierney would be a good shout for Arsenal. Um, obviously, liking what they've done last couple of games. Uh, good fixture against Brighton. And obviously, the midfield is, is absolutely class. And the strike force is unbelievable. A lot of firepower there. A lot of good fixtures. Emotion in there as well with, with Kane, as you mentioned. Um, but listen, the, the Sky 11 is strong as ever. Good one to finish off on. Looking forward to seeing uh, this version of this next week, which will be our uh, team of the season. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a couple of assets on there which will be translated into that team. Um, but for now, Guru, thanks for uh, joining us. Um, and yeah, all the best for the uh, game week 38. Yeah, look, thanks, lads. Thanks, Jack, Elliot, Ollie. Um, yeah, it's been a uh, topsy turvy season, but we'll do it all again next season. And obviously, we've got the uh, the Euro 2020 Fantasy League as well, which I can't wait for. So, you know, everyone that tunes in, thanks for all the support. and. Hope to see you in the uh, the Euro 2020 fantasy football as well. Perfect. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, everyone. Oh, wait, is he done now? Much. Is he done now? I've just had a little snooze, lads. <laughs> uh, thank you very much to the guru for that guru section. It's um, probably quite emotional for him, his last one of the season. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a good one there, Matt. A lot of information there. And uh, Ollie's had a nice little bit of kip as well. So uh, he's very happy. And um, our man in the comments, Safe Sif, I'm not really sure how to pronounce your name. I'm really sorry if I've butchered it there. But he's just sat through all of that just so we can answer his comments. We very much appreciate that from you we'll bring up your comment now and he asks us choose my 11 please Guaita and Mendy I'm assuming he's referring to Mendy the goalkeeper from Chelsea yeah. Phillips Trent Dallas holding Kufau as his defenders Bruno Zaha Saint Maximin Smith Rowe and Salah as his midfielders and then Bamford Antonio Kane as his strikers so Jack and Ollie will uh we'll, we'll go to you first Jack out of the goalkeepers who you sort of back in this week it's a tough one. It's two tough keepers, really, to choose from. Um, you know, are Chelsea going to do it against Villa? Can Har- can you know is Harry Kane going to be uh, sorry? Salah going to be firing against Crystal Palace? Um, let's uh, you know save points wise, Gator, but then maybe potential clean sheet wise, Mendy. Uh, let's go. I'll go away, uh, Mendy. Yeah, and Ollie, are you going to differ from that or are you going to stick to stick to Mendy as well? No, I think on paper, Mendy has the easier fixture, so I'd go with the Chelsea goalkeeper if I were you. Yeah, I think so as well. And obviously, you know, the incentive of Champions League football and stuff like that is uh, is also there as well. But um, Grealish is back for Villa, so you never really know. So we'll start your team off with Mendy in goal. And then out of your five defenders, you've got Phillips, Trent, Dallas, Holding and Kufau. Out of the five there, Jack, who are two that you think have to start? I think have to start. I think he, he actually said in the comments as well, I don't think he's transferred Dallas in yet. I think he's still got Digne in there. Um, so based on what he's originally got, um, yeah, Trent, Phillips and Holding. Uh, and Holding, yeah, on based on his current team without the Dallas transfer. Yeah, but if he did go to Dallas, you would put Dallas in there, make it back four, or would you stick with a three? Yeah, I think um, 
He's got one free transfer, so yeah, stick with the back three. Uh, back three. Yeah, maybe Phillips, Trent, Dallas. I think I'd go for actually, and then uh, yeah, maybe transfer. I would as yeah. well. Yeah. Just, just. I was about to say, <laughs> I'm going to make it really complicated and go with Trent Phillips and, and I'll go Trent Phillips and Dallas. Yeah, same as the what the guru, guru picks as well. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment we've got Mendy and back and a back three of Phillips, Trent, and Stuart Dallas. Yeah. So we'll move on to the midfielders now. I definitely can't argue very much there with the back three as well, especially because he says he's chasing. He needs the big points from the big players in his midfield and attack. So he's got Bruno Fernandez, Zaha, St. Maximum, Smith Rowe, and Salah in his midfield. And I would personally be inclined to say start all of them except Zaha for me. But that's just my opinion. Oli, are you sort of nodding your head there in agreement? Yeah. Definitely, mate. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, mate. Um I think Bruno at the moment, again, you don't bench him. San Maximan, relatively easy fixture against Fulham. Um, Zaha obviously got a tough one. Um, so not really expecting him to do much against Liverpool. Um, obviously, we've got Salah against Palace. Definitely an easy fixture for him. And then we've said Arsenal and Brighton. Um, he says in the comments just quickly, as I'm reading through, saying Bruno won't play or St Maximan injured, obviously. Yeah, he's my fault. Um, well, obviously, if they are if they don't play, then you've got players that will come off the bench anyway. So you've got a nice fifteen man squad. So if players are injured, then they'll come in anyway. But I think for safety, you start Bruno, you start Sam Maximan, Smith Rowe, and Salah in a midfield four, and then go with a three four three. That's what I'd do if all players are fit. Yeah, personally, uh, just on the St. Maximum issue there that you said, I think if he's going to play, he'll play, he'll start. And if he's not going to play, he's not going to come off the bench. I don't think it's worth Bruce risking him. I think even in his cabbage head, he would know that. So I think, you know... <laughs> he's gonna... <laughs> he's worked he's wonders there. for you. He's worked I've wonders for you. Come turned on. It around. I've given him credit towards the end of the season, turned it around. He's calling him a cabbage head. <laughs> But um, if if Saints going to play, he will start. If he doesn't play, if he doesn't start, he won't play for the whole game. I'm pretty certain because you know him and his injuries. You don't want to risk him. So uh, that that'll be your midfield four then: Bruno, Saint Maximin, Smith Rowe, and Salah. And then uh, it's a pretty easy choice for the uh, for the strikers. Then Jack, isn't it? Out of the three, which three are you going to start? Alfred, Antonio, Kano. That's a bit of a controversial one. Not too sure about that one. But um, so far with your 11, we've gone with Mendy, Phillips, Trent, Dallas, Bruno, St. Maximin, Smithrow, Salah, Bamford, Antonio and Kane. And he's just said in the live comments there, the order for the subs then. So obviously we've got Guaita, Holding, Kufau and Zaha leftovers. Guaita obviously has to be the first on your bench. So it's a debate between Holding, Kufau and Zaha. So Jack, out of out of the bench there, who who would be the first one that you would sort of go with? Um, I'm thinking Arsenal are going for a clean sheet, aren't I? That's just what I've kind of been chirping on about in the during the pod. So um, yeah, holding first maybe if he comes on and then gets that clean sheet, then that'll be the bonus points in there. Say Max Man, if obviously he's injured and not going to play a full game, he's not going to get the minutes points, is he? Um, and then Sufal, not too sure about West Ham, not too sure defensively for this game. Yeah, what about you, Ollie? What's your thoughts out of the order then? Jack said his order, but what would you go with? I'd go with the way you read them out, being holding then uh, Sofal and Zaha. Mm. Personally, I think Zaha with a tough fixture, you can't bank on him, despite the fact that he's probably got the most creative, you know, 
expertise out of the three, the most creative caliber. He's probably the most creative player out of the three. He's got the toughest fixture. I think holding as a defender, clean sheet points are paramount in that position. So I think he's more likely to get the clean sheet than Sofal is, and then Sofal's in the middle. So pretty simple decision, I think. Yeah, okay then. So just for you, Seif, we'll just read through your team then. So we're going to go with Mendy, Phillips, Trent, Dallas, Bruno, St. Maxman, Smith Rowe, Salah, Bamford, Antonio, Kane. And then for the bench, Ollie's gone and said Guaita holding Kufau and Zaha. So uh, that sort of rounds up your your 15-man squad then. And we've just seen that you popped in the comments just then. So Dinier to Dallas is my transfer. And I think, you know, we're all in sort of agreement there that that would probably be the best option for you to make in this final week. You know, um, Dallas is been a, a, ch- a cheap player this season who's done a lot of wonders for a lot of people so um that'll be what we would do with your team and thank you very much for the comments just remember if you are watching live feel free to drop them and we will do our best to help you and we wish you the best of luck for your week Seif. and uh yeah thank you very much for the comments and uh and we will move on now to the final section of the podcast we've got the draft section and it is all shaping up in our draft league towards the end of the season it's going to be a photo finish for the places in the league so we'll just go back to game week 37 and just look at the results that happen we can see there jack you managed to beat papa peely big win for you you know you've got to play the bottom teams in order to to challenge for the league so uh, just a, a routine win for you yeah listen um Took out the win there, just obviously full steam ahead. Um, we're looking for that win and piling the pressure on the guru at the top. Peely, Papa Peely put up a, a little bit of a fight, but um, yeah, there was no contest in the end. Yeah, it d- didn't look like there was too much uh, of a competition there. But James and Matt have given us one of our only draws of the season on 51 points each. They'll both feel very hard done by. But, um, you know, James has sort of given you a, a sniff of a chance there, Jack, hasn't he, by... by- not losing to the guru. Yeah, he slowed it down just for one week and he goes down to the wire now with the final game. Um, it was obviously a shock result seeing that draw and you know, I thought the game would be wrapped up now and the league and thought it was over. But um, yeah, you know, we've got, I've got, I've got a little bit of hope, a little bit of hope left. Yeah, that's all you can do at this sort of stage of the season is hope. And uh, Ollie hoped last week that he was going to beat me and he didn't end up beating me. So uh, it was a, a glorious week for me in draft as I beat Ollie by 11 points. Um, I went with Joe Willock, as I mentioned before, and he fired for me. I had Foden, had Cancelo Ollie as well. So uh, it all just sort of went right for me this week, other than a few little bumps in the road. But um, yeah, what were your thoughts on that one, Ollie? Obviously, you said you were very keen to beat me. So um, better luck next time. Um, well, obviously, before Project Restart, there was three words echoed by a certain Karen Brady, who was quite up at you know quite high up at West Ham. Null and void. Can we null and void this draft season, please? Can we please null and void this stupid game draft? Honestly, I love FPL. I love classic draft. Is not the one. Honestly, I've had a nightmare. I did an Ancelotti and thought I won the league by game week five, and I just haven't done it. I've fallen apart. I'll never forget when you said, I think if I beat Jack this week, the league's probably wrapped up. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've got to find that. I deserve deserve to be hounded for that for the rest of the FPL I think that was like game week 18 or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I I was thinking maybe game week 15. Make or break uh, around, around the season. 
What a joke. <laughs> and since then, it's uh, it's not been too pretty for you, Ollie. But um, Dave managed to beat Rolando. There's not too much surprise there. It's sort of been the story of his season. Rolando getting on most weeks and we just tell him that he's lost and he sort of moves on. But um, if we do move on to the fixtures for this week, the final fixtures of the season, we start off with James against Jack. And Jack, are you you're starting to get a little bit nervous, a bit shaky from that? Because um, James, obviously, 51 points this week. He had quite a decent score. So are you going into this last game a little bit nervous? Yeah, he's got he's looking good, James, to be fair. So he's got, it's, it's a tough one for me to end on. Obviously, the Guru's playing bottom of the league. I've got to play a guy who's in form. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, I think I've made about five or six moves this week um, just to try and adapt to the fixtures. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed I can come out with um yeah a result. But um I think yeah, I don't know, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tight. Could end up with another draw. <laughs> yeah, we definitely could do, but we'll just interrupt the draft section just quickly for Rob, who said in the comments, who do I give the last spot on my team to? He's got Vidra, Zaha, and Holding. So Ollie, we'll go over to you first. And obviously your choice is gonna be Mate Vidra as a massive Burnley fan yourself. You would love for him to start, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, well, I mean, Rob, if you, if you, I hope you watch the podcast and you know that that statement about me being a Burnley fan is extremely invalid. Um, so, because of the fact I'm a Blackburn fan and I don't condone you bringing any Burnley players into my team, the choice is between two. It's between Zaha and Rob Holding. Um, but in on a serious note, I don't think you start Mate Vidra anyway. I think you would start him over Zaha, but you wouldn't start either of them over Rob Holding. So, if I were you, out of the three. My last spot would go to Rob Holding, even if I'm being unbiased. I think Rob Holding takes the final spot. Yeah, Jack, what do you think? Yeah, Holding for the uh, the wonders that he did for me during the season, and just because I'm, uh, I'm I've got Tierney in my team this this week and Pepe in my draft, so let's go Holding. See. Rob, unfortunately, I, I disagree with these two and I think that you've got to go with Mate Vidra for this week. I, I genuinely do. I think Sheffield United have got a weak defence. If Vidra can start with Chris Wood, he can cause a lot of havoc to them. But um, I think Zaha is definitely the one that I wouldn't go with. But um, these two reckon holding. And uh, just to make your choice easier and uh, not to look like an idiot if it doesn't pay off, I'd probably go with holding as well. And then, uh, you know, maybe give Vidra the, the first slot on your bench just in case anyone doesn't play. So I think uh, holding would be the option from us. And thank you very much for the comment. He's just said quickly, does Vidra get the minutes though? He's uh, towards the back end of the season. He's actually started he's playing, yeah. Wood, hasn't he? He's, they've sort of been, been playing. causing a little bit of havoc together. He's not obviously the most prolific scorer, but um, it really just depends what Sean Dyche wants to do. I think, you know, I'd probably back him in to start, but um, yeah, I think Rob Holding's probably the one that we would go with there. Brighton don't score too many goals. So, um, yeah, I, think I, love just, I love that you just changed your mind, Elliot. <laughs> well, I, I would love to campaign for Vidra, but I don't want to confuse Rob too much with only a couple of hours to go into the deadline. So uh, we will go with we'll go with all Rob the best, Holden. Rob. Yeah, all all the best. May all your FPL dreams come true this last <laughs> game week. And then we'll head back on to draft just quickly. And Ollie, can you go get your dad's phone and just trans? Uh, transferring a bunch of Sheffield United players for me, please, because I've got Peely in the last game of the season, and uh, I'm a little bit nervous that he's going to beat me, lads. So, um, Ollie, if you could do that, that would be that'd be awesome for me, mate. So, can you just go grab his phone for me? Um, I've got my phone here, as you say. I'm just going to message him now to, to get him to get all the best players in, just so you don't, just so you don't um, win and you can't finish on top of me this season. Because I swear down, if you win, I lose. You go above me, so and that can't happen. 
So as much as we're be- <laughs> as, as much as we're best mates off the FPL draft um, scene, Elliot, <laughs> I hope you get smashed. Likewise, mate. Likewise. Fair uh, enough. Someone... I wouldn't expect anything less from you, mate. <laughs> Bring <laughs> someone, it on. Someone that probably will. Well, looked like he was going to get smashed this week by the guru was Rolando, but um, we've got intel from Jack. We've done a little uh, background research, and if the guru is watching, he should be quite nervous because Jack has told Rolando to check his team, according to you, Jack. So has he got a couple of players in this week, made a couple of transactions? Listen, I got I got some uh, I got a source. You know, Ollie's always asking me where I get my sources, but I've, I've, this one's a solid source. Like Rolando has checked his team for the first time this season. Um, he had the auto yeah the auto select on for the draft at the start of the season. Hasn't checked it all season. He's he's rock bottom of our draft draft competition, um, and he has checked it. And he there is absolutely nothing out there on the transfer market, so I'm not too <laughs> sure how much of a difference it's going to make. But I, I know he's brought a few transactions in that's going to uh, yeah give him give him a bit of a chance, and then therefore give me a bit of a chance. But you know I'm relying on. Him pulling out the goods, the guru having a nightmare, and uh, me winning my game. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta do everything you can in your power to try and beat uh, the guru in this league, so you can retain the title of the draft guru. And uh, unfortunately for you, Ollie, you can't retain that title of draft guru, despite what you might have said in game week five and game week fifteen. But you've got Dave in this last week, and he's you know top scorer in the league. Are you are you a little bit nervous that he's going to beat you, and uh, you're just not that confident, or are you quite confident going into this week? Uh, yeah, I'm nervous. Um, but to be honest, I'm quite all going to Solskjaer. Couldn't care less. It's the most mid-table, <laughs> mid-table battles. I wouldn't, I wouldn't admit the fact that I'm mid-table last week, but I think I've got to accept my mediocrity and the fact that I've, you know, I was hoping to be well above Dave's level this season. Dave's overachieved and I've underachieved. So, you know, credit to Dave. I thought that he would be propping up the table along with Rolando, but he's had a brilliant season and I've had a shocker. So, just got to make sure I close out the season with a win, and I'm not too yeah. confident that I will. Play for uh, play for third place here, mate. Come on, <laughs> this is it's not mid table. It's, it's going to be third or it's going to be sixth for you, Ollie. I've I've, I've got a feeling that that's going to sort of be the way. If I'm in the bottom good. three, if I'm in the bottom three with with my dad and Rolando, haven't checked their team. I mean, to be fair, I haven't really. But you know, I'm just that's just not it's not the what it's not what you want, is it? Yeah, especially with... you'll be right on the goal difference, mate, with Elliot. Yeah, I mean, Chris Reed is fuming. By the way, in the comments, Chris Reed is fuming. Says Rolando's <laughs> team's been compromised. The Manks are all corrupt, and it's hard to argue there, Chris. We'd love for you to be on here so you could say that to Jack. But um, no, we've got to respect you know that he's trying to do everything. You know what? Apologies, Elliot, for uh, for for cutting in. I reckon we get we. I reckon we get Chris on the podcast next season. Why not? Get him in the draft well, league. 100%. Yeah, listen, I, I think um, when, when we get onto the Euros, I think Chris will be making a few appearances. He might even be popping on next week on the um, on the season review as one of our guests and see where they are now. Um, and yeah, I think uh, Chris will be loved to come on as our UK correspondent and FPL UK <laughs> UK manager. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, he's got an eye for FPL. He's very passionate about it. So uh, we definitely got to get him listen, involved. I, th- I think... I think it, I think he's very passionate about about it. I'm not too sure he's got the eye for it. <laughs> Jack's not too sure if, he's, if he can back it up there, but we'll just have to see this week if Jack can back up his draft guru status. Matt Day is in the hot seat to win the league. He's a point ahead of Jack, so as long as he doesn't. <laughs> 
draw or lose, the trophy is going to be his. We'll order him a Papa John's pizza and he can tuck into that and have a good dinner knowing that he's won the draft league. Jack sits in second on 66 points. Dave and Ollie are tied for third and fourth. Dave ahead of him on goal difference on 60 points, respectively. Myself and James are both tied on 57 points, but James has got me on goal difference as well. And then I think it's about time that we can confirm the relegation for uh, for Peely and Rolando lads. So, um, yeah, might not be seeing them too much next <laughs> season. But um, it was, was a pleasure having you in the league. And, uh, yeah, best of luck. So uh, we'll have to... We'll, We'll have to find some more teams, uh, more people and more teams to, to join the league, Jack. Yeah, that's it. We're going to get on the uh, recruitment drive. We've had a fair few guests this season on the pod um, and we're going to be speaking to a couple of them to invite them into our draft competition. There might even be a Division 2 uh, promotion relegation for uh, for next Ooh, season. Like so that, could that. Be, that could be quite exciting. Get relegated, Ollie. <laughs> Just to let you know, lads, the bottom four will be going down. Oh, oh, the stakes, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll that... have to see how we'll have to see how that goes, and um, yeah, I'll uh, probably give you a bit more insight to that um, at the start of next season, and see who, see who's on the pod with us. He's got plans. He's got plans. But that wraps up the final draft section, the final preview of a draft section for this season, and what a season it has been for us but we were moving on to the euros in a couple of weeks time we've got our free league and our paid league and uh you know we've got to get everyone involved jack people have got to start joining you know more and more team news is coming out by the hour for each uh, each team competing in the euro so it's, it's really important that you know everyone's joining and where do they have to go to uh to get the codes and everything to join the league jack yeah, that's right, Elf. Like, what are we, 19 days away from the Euros? We've been waiting for this for over, over a year, haven't we? So it's um, we've launched our, our fantasy football, the EFF. I think it's been uh, hashtagged, the Euro Fantasy Football Comp um, with the UEFA app. So you can download the UEFA app now. Um, and then on there, he's got the fantasy football. We've got two leagues available. We've got our free one um, that you can enter, which is, I think we're around mid-30s at the moment. So if you want to get involved in that, um, we'd love to have you in. Uh, and then we've also got our paid mini league as well. So you can jump in there. It's $25, Aussie dollars to enter. Um, Going to be paying for cash prizes on every match day. There are seven chances to win um, in there, as well as the overall cash pool prize, which is around uh, $400 at the moment. So 250 if you win it, 125 if you come second, and there's a $50 bonus if you, uh, if you come third. On the screen uh, at the moment is our um, little slideshow of the uh, competitions that we've got in there. Um, and also at the bottom of the screen across the banner, you can visit our website, www.e-sportslive.com.au forward slash FPL addicts forward slash Euro 2020. Um, and then you can find all the information on there. Uh, about our paid mini and our free mini. Uh, the free mini code, if you've uh, already joined the competition in terms of the UEFA you've signed up, uh, the code is 45KZE7YN07. Uh, but yeah, just jump on our website and you'll see all that information um, if you can't understand my English accent. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Jack. And we'll, uh, we'll wrap the podcast up there for the last time this season. The preview show is over. And uh, for the last time this season, may all your FPL dreams come true for the last game week. And we'll see you next week for the preview show of the 2020. 20- 
uh, 2020-21 season. We hope you've enjoyed it this season and we'll be on to the Euros soon. But join us next week for one last FPL show this season. And we thank you for watching and we'll see you soon. As Again, may all your FPL dreams come true and we will speak to you soon. Cheers, guys.